This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your hosts, Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, and the man, Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Parker, how you doing tonight, buddy? Hey, I'm good. I'm just waiting on this. It's the eve of the biggest day in college football for the entire year. That it is. We got a lot of really interesting topics tonight. We got some interesting games going on this weekend. We have the first college football playoff rankings. We got some firings. We got some sellings. But first, go down below, guys. Hit like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us a rumble on Rumble. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. Download all the audio versions of all these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, yes, tell yes, me yes, more yes, about yes. what we have tonight. So tonight we're going to touch on a specific firing mm-hmm. down in Auburn. Okay. We're going to do our college pick six, yep. Yep. our NFL pick six. But first, we're going to the Washington Commanders. And there's some new news on Dan Snyder. I want to ask Parker, tell us the latest Well, they finally put out that they're actually looking at selling part of the team or all of the team, which couldn't come at a more coincidental of a time because the commies are being investigated for doing some stuff they probably shouldn't have been doing with, you know, some money over the years. In fact, guys, I started to, there is a laundry list of stuff. We'll have to do a a full breakdown of everything bad he's done. I mean, he's done stuff from scamming kids like out of their toys at, at the stadium, charge them too much. I literally am not making that up. Fantastic. Uh, you know, we did a podcast not too long ago about this scumbag, you know, and just how misogynistic and just how much of a horrible person he is. Uh, there's a lot of people that are, that are, have interest in buying uh, groups of people. Uh, have y'all heard about uh, who all the, I've heard RG three's name in there, Matthew McConaughey, like some, this kind of this big conglomerate coming in here and so, saying and I know why because the NFL is a money making machine you have to pull the money together to make money Parker tell us more well I mean the NFL is about to get I mean they're already making billions but they're about to get the real money in it like with Denver they've got the Waltons in it and with this Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z are interested in it as well you know so I mean we're talking like going from oh yeah hey this is a lot of money to the mega mega richest man in the world type deal so who knows, man? There's going to be a ton of people interested. Does this, um, do we think, so I, I guess I need to be fully briefed on this. Is this something that uh, maybe under the table they're saying, look, you're going to have to sell this thing? Or so, is he being forced to do this? Or is this something that he's voluntarily I think it's a, a force. I, I don't see any reason why he would have wanted to, because if he did, he would have already done it. I think this is pressure, Parker, and uh, he's probably not happy about it. I 1,000% agree. Snyder is known for fighting tooth and nail. This is he does not want to want to do. He knows he is about to get voted off the island by 24 other owners I, and forced to sell. Like, that's what's going to happen to him. So, hey, get out, save some dignity, if, if that's at all what he's got. But this is absolutely a force. I don't think this will be the last we hear from Snyder. Once it all goes through and processed, I think there will be some more legal games, if you will, some 
didn't he not too long ago like say that he had some dirt on some other NFL owners and, and things like that? I mean, that? that sounds like something he I would mean, try it, to do. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he just tries to go around and roll, o- roll yeah. over on everybody. Yeah. He's just a slime ball. He really yeah. is. It, it, actually, it actually came out that he uh, it's reported that he hired special investigators to go investigate other owners to come up with dirt on them. This guy, that's coming from the guy that's got sexual assault stuff that, I mean, just dozens of things. Like, what do you have on on him? I, I just, I don't believe it. I, but I just, I, the guy's an absolute slime ball. He said it best. He just, get him out of here. Because Washington is a proud uh, organization, right? They've got great history there. Let, get somebody in there that does something. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I can't. I, <laughs> I can't, you know, sit here and say that anybody's going to miss him. I don't know that anybody is. I, I really haven't heard a, even a huge uproar uh, about this, you know, uh, from anybody really in the in the media that it's kind of just like they're trying to sweep it under the rug almost. You know, they le- they release a lot of this a lot of this information later in the week, hoping it gets buried by the weekend uh, in the football action. I'll tell you the one to watch for is the guy that controls everything is Jerry Jones and then Kraft. Those are the two guys, but especially Jerry. And he is not afraid to go on his weekly radio show and say something. So I bet you there's something comes out of that camp pretty soon. I'd love to hear it. We'll Kevin, keep our eyes open. Yeah, our we'll, ears open. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll keep our eyes on it. I'm sure <laughs> there's going to be developments there and, and we'll have plenty to say about it. Yeah. That is for sure. I want to ask you a question about college football and the SEC mm-hmm. West. Auburn has just recently fired their coach. In the words of Bill Goldberg, not your next, but who's next, Blake? Well, first off, I'd love to point out that everybody needs to go watch our uh, SEC West preview pod because mm. I'm pretty sure that at least one or two of us on this panel mm. said that this this was going to happen. Mm. He was not going to make it through the year. Mm. It's scary when you two talk about fire. Uh, I know. It, you you got to watch out for our wrath. That's for sure. But the names that have been mentioned, uh, Lane Kiffin. Number one, I don't know. I, it would be comical for me for him to go from one SEC West program to another. So I don't think that's a real thing. But the interesting one, the one that's getting a lot of publicity, it seems like, is Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. No, Coach Prime, man. Talk about it. I mean, you want publicity. You want positivity brought to your program. Is he the guy, Parker? I don't know. What do you think? So he did recently say he'd have to listen if someone called. Of course you'd have to listen. You're at Jackson no State. Like, oh yeah, I have to listen if Boeing calls me and wants me to be the CEO. I'll yeah. tell you right now, he is not going to go to Auburn even if he's offered it because he's scared because he'd be in the same division mm. with somebody else, Nick Saban, and they have a little bit of a tiff going on and he would get beat down because he has a walking soundbite machine that doesn't know how to coach. I just don't think it's going to be him. And I think if Auburn did it, it would be a horrible idea. I think it's either the Kiffin thing's crazy. I think it's a possibility. I think he's probably trying to use it to get more money from Old Miss. I would stay at Old Miss, man. You win at nine games a year there and you're a freaking hero. Yeah. You win nine games at Auburn, you can't. I'm going to throw out a name. Hugh yeah, Freeze yeah, is who I really. Yeah. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze. Yeah, go ahead. Hugh Freeze. Hugh so, Freeze. Do you have a follow up thought? Because I got a name that no one's mentioned yet. Well, uh, my thing about the Dion thing, it it would one hundred percent be a publicity stunt. 
100%. I mean, you see all of the social media attention that he's getting at Jackson State. Great for him to be, you know, bringing a, a, the HBCU attention to HBCUs. Uh, and he's doing a great job out there. But, I mean, I, I agree with Parker. I think that uh, he does – he is all about how Coach Prime looks – and he doesn't want to tarnish Coach Prime's uh, reputation. So, who is this other name? That my you my candidate that I'd like to throw into the ring, into the hat, if you will. This this gentleman has taken a year off. He's in the media. Don't say something stupid. He oh is my god! He's been fucking stupid. Sitting back. Don't do it. Breaking down games on our TV sets every week. He sees the good. He sees the bad. He gets to make a list about what works, what doesn't work. I offer Auburn, Dan Mullen back to the SEC West. I mean, that's great if you want Auburn to be the next Florida, and we see how Florida's doing right now. I don't care about Auburn. I, I know you don't. I'm talking about the Auburn faithful from the perspective of the, of the Auburn faithful. I think that's a horrible idea. I think Dan Mullen is an offensive coordinator only. I think he's probably a pretty good offensive coordinator, quite frankly, but he's not a head coach. Uh, he clearly can't recruit, and that's a that's something that needs to be done more and more down in Auburn. Obviously, do we even know if he can recruit? He just flat out says, "I don't recruit during the season." Yeah, yeah it's a it's a really funny suggestion because what what would be the perfect combination is to hire uh, Deion Sanders and Nick Mullins because one can coach and one can't coach, but he can recruit. So the mixture of two might make a pretty good team down there. I mean. Oh. Com combine you them together. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> hey. Coach Prime and Dan Mullen. <laughs> my goodness. All I can say is we're just three dudes discussing sports. I man. mean, hey, hey, Coach Prime's got the D. He's got the D. You know what I'm saying? And He's Coach got the Mullen, yes. That's what I'm saying. I will say this, Bradley. I was yeah. very shocked and sure you're going with another name and i, I was, was too a breath was of really, relief no 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 <laughs> we were about to, we were about to cut this camera off no. right there i wasn't <laughs> going there i wasn't going he there. who shall not be named that's right that's right exactly uh, i don't have anything else on the topic do you guys before we jump into no, the i mean look uh all we knew auburn was a mess starting this past off season we knew it was it was going to be a problem for coach harson there uh, like I said, I think a couple of us here on this panel said that he wasn't going to make it through the season, and oh. and I hate to see it because I mean, honestly, I don't know that he ever really got a chance. But a, clearly, his modus operandi did not mesh with the Auburn, the Auburn program. So um, Auburn is a good it's a good name brand, but uh, they got to get the right person, or else they're going to go into this downward spiral like a lot of these colleges do. The, the next ones to be fired are going to be Jeff Scott with South Florida, Jeff Halfley with Boston College, oh, no. and maybe Scott Satterfield in Louisville. Those are your You've all been put on notice. Oh, my God. Hurry up. Let's switch it. Let's go to the college picks. <laughs> Gotta hurry before mm, someone else gets geez. fired. Parker starts naming names Oof. over here. The UT Vols travel to the Georgia Bulldogs, a battle between the hedges. But first, Parker, let's talk CFP college football rankings. 
I think they pretty much got it right other than one. Um, that's a team over in South Carolina that hasn't done anything, but Tennessee's uh-huh. n- number one there. They've got five top 25 wins. I know I'm a Tennessee fan, but you look at it objectively, they just don't have the best resume, no question about it. Second, Ohio State, they've got one top 25 win in Penn State, what they had last week, which they were losing in the fourth quarter. You got Georgia third with one top 25 win against Oregon. That was week one, though, fellas, man. I would really argue that that's the win people think it is, and then it rounds out, of course, with Clemson, and then five and six, we've got Michigan and Alabama. Totally agree. I mean, a lot of the other polls, the AP poll and all that, they base a lot of their of their rankings, it seems like, on, on prior years and pedigree and things like that that don't really have anything to do with the current season because it's really difficult. I mean, again, I'm like Parker. I'm a Tennessee fan. I know I'm a homer, but if you look at it objectively, it's very difficult to sit here and say that there is a team that's better than Tennessee right now. I mean, they've earned it. Yeah. They've played the games that were on their schedule, and it just so happened to be that their schedule's better than the rest. That's You're exactly right. Number one in strength of record. Number one. I mean, when you play Georgia it, was number is number three in strength of record. When you play in the B1G, other than a matchup against Michigan and a good early year contest against Penn State, you don't have much well, much else. Well, and, and again, well, we ain't even talking about them. Well, I mean, the thing Big is, is is, 12, these, no. is in in, the, in this in the college football playoff rankings, you're going to see some of those style points too, and. Georgia lost some of those style points, Parker, whenever they played Kent State and Missouri. They did. I got something big on the Georgia one about Kent State. And, and another to touch on the one of the other ones, Clemson, y'all. Clemson plays Notre Dame this weekend. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. If Ohio State is playing Notre Dame this weekend, they're favored by 14. If Georgia's playing them, they're favored by 14. If Tennessee's playing Alabama, Michigan, any of these teams playing them, they're favored by double digits. That should just show you Clemson doesn't belong on this list. I understand why they are, but they don't really – they don't – in my book, really belong. But this is the weekend, and this is their playoff. If they win this game, they are going to the college football playoffs. Yeah, they really are. And I was really close, really, really close to having an underdog, uh, uh, an upset alert there on that game. But I didn't. I'll go ahead and spoil that for you. But uh, I, I do think that Clemson, you're exactly right. They've got to win this game. If they don't win this game, they're, I mean, they're going to be who everybody, at least who me and Parker think they are. I've challenged every university that's in that top eight to 10 range to don't look at it. Don't listen to the noise. You still have to continue to play football. I know we're closer to the end here, but we talked about it on our previous podcast. These rankings are made for shows like this. Yep. It stirs up conversations. It gets people riled up. I mean, you still have to win and uh, don't take any chances if you lose a game. There's always a mathematical formula that you can get in yep. thanks to four. So it's not always over with one loss. And that goes for these two teams here in this matchup. Parker, what are your biggest matchups, keys to the UT Georgia? Oh, man, this is a this is a crazy one. I, so, by the way, this is the first time these two teams have had a top 10 matchup in 20 20- years i mean it's 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 crazy and tennessee by the way has covered more games than any team in the country the only one that they didn't cover was a backdoor to florida that we picked which i thought was was nice and we also speaking of matchups we talked about alabama being the heisman game that wasn't the heisman game this is the heisman game but when you're talking about breaking it down i thought i was going to be breaking down tennessee's offense 
against Georgia's defense, and that's part of it, but not what I was expecting. People talk about uh, Tennessee's offense as they should. They average 532 yards per game, which is second in college football. But do you know who's number one? Georgia at 537. Tennessee's got 49 points per game, but Georgia's right there at 42. I just was not expecting the yardage output that I saw from Georgia when I dove into it. Yeah, I mean, look, we in our preview pod for the SEC East, we, we mentioned – just the litany of daggum uh, Texas A&M. I mean, the Texas A&M, sorry. I'm <laughs> reading something on the screen there, sorry. Uh, of daggum tight ends that they have that are just, they're NFL caliber. You know, Bowers is is an absolute star in the making. Um, but, yeah, their offense, uh, they kind of just make their mind up that, okay, now it's time to, st- to score, and they go score. But guess what? I mean, Tennessee's the same way. I mean, I don't think I, – I see this being another Tennessee-Alabama type game where this is going to be a shootout. Now, if I look a little closer, though, at the offenses, do I trust Hendon Hooker more or do I trust Stetson Bennett more? I think I trust Hendon Hooker more just because I think he protects the ball better. Um, and, you know, looking at Georgia's defense – I think they're weaker on the perimeter, and that's where Tennessee likes to attack. So, I mean, but the key to watch, though, we got to run the ball. That's for sure. And this is a Georgia defense that they really don't get after the quarterback as much as you think they have. I mean, they have, what, 10 sacks this year? And their number one, uh, uh, their sack leader is out. Is it Nolan Smith? Nolan yep. Smith is out. Three. Yeah, for, with a torn peck. So, ten of those, or three of those 10 sacks that they have this year, that, that guy's out. You, you mentioned you trust Hooker more than Bennett. If you adjust for efficiency, Hendon Hooker is the number two quarterback in all its college football, and Bennett is 38. In fact, Bennett is only one of two of the top 38 to throw for only single-digit touchdowns. And mm. I have a ton of stats. I'm not going to go through them all, but basically Tennessee's offense and defense, uh, as far as like efficiency other than the secondary and Georgia's, are all ranked in the top ten on everything. So I'm just going to skip yeah. it. But I, I, I say all those numbers to say, who is Georgia played? The yeah. list of offensive they played is pitiful. Florida Bradley threw for almost 300 yards against them last week, and they can't throw against anybody other than two. No. They gave up 44 combined points to Colin Sheely and Brady Cook. Those are the quarterbacks from Kent State in Missouri. Thank you for clarifying that because I had no idea who that Mizzou was. Missouri was leading yeah. that game until what, eight minutes in the fourth? It was. <laughs> Mizzou probably should have won that game. This defense isn't what you think it is. It's a significant percentage worse than it was last year. And last year, the first year under Heupel and facing a much more elite Georgia defense, Cedric Tillman just went 10 for 200. That's all. That's what I have written down. I I mean, yeah. I mean, and him and Hooker still threw for over 300 yards last year whenever they had a significantly better defense. I mean, my my thing is this spread is – Hovering around eight and a half. Yeah, it keeps going back and forth between it's, eight and eight and a half. It started somewhere around 12, yeah. I think, when we were looking at this early on. Uh, Hendon Hooker, 71% completion, 21 touchdowns, only one interception on the year. Mm-hmm. Georgia in the history. But does history matter? Probably not. Georgia has won 26 out of the last 27 matchups. Really, really good game. I'm interested. It's a 2.30 local time kickoff. 
I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be doing at the 11 o'clock hour later on in our final thoughts. But uh, it may just be, maybe, maybe, maybe just be too much talent, man. Because it seems like they come in waves. Too much Georgia. talent for who? I'm going Georgia. For who? I mean, Georgia. I, I, don't, I don't know that they have that so, much more talent. I love, they year. don't have the receivers. Because I go receiving. I go quarterback advantage UT. Which receiver doesn't match up to, to Georgia's receivers? No, I was saying the UT receivers have the advantage. Okay. The UT. You. I got you. But, um, Bradley, to not to cut you off, but this is yeah. to your point. Um, Jalen Hyatt scored 84 points this year. If you take out a quarterbacks, he's the second responsible for points in all of college football. The only yeah. person more is Blake Corm running back for Michigan. And and like you said, like when I was looking for their biggest touchdown catchers, Hyatt was obviously number one. Are you still there? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was obviously number one, but when I was searching for Georgia, I thought I found it. Like I hit find Georgia, but it was Georgia State. And then I went to the next Georgia, and it was Georgia Southern. And then I finally got to Brock Bowers, their, their big-time tight end. He's got three receiving touchdowns. He leads the team. He's at 136. It's the same thing with their running backs. And to your point, I couldn't figure out how this team is scoring so much without some alpha guy that does it, and then I found it. They have eight guys with a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Five of them have ran for three or more, including Brock Bowers. He has three rushing touchdowns. They have a total of 13 guys that scored. So the problem is that they don't have they don't, you're right. They don't have a height. They don't have a Tillman, but they've got 20 Christian Kirks. You know what I mean? They've got right. they've got a ton of guys that are just good, but not excellent. Right. I mean, yeah. Look, this is gonna be a great game. This eight and a half line, I think, is absurd. I think this is closer to a pick'em than it is eight and a half. I'm gonna since they say eight and a half, I'm landing right on eight. I'm going Georgia 38-30, but give me the balls to cover. Yeah, uh, I think um, uh, this is a hard one to pick. The, I, this this is the same feeling I had whenever we were doing the the Alabama preview. I just think that um, I think eight and a half is too much. Definitely, Tennessee is going to uh, keep it a lot closer than that. I think that Tennessee will probably end up winning. I just think I cannot not believe in these guys as far as they've come this far to this point in the season. I have no reason to doubt them. What they're doing has been working. I have no reason to doubt that it's going to work this weekend. Tennessee. I just want to say, whoever wins or loses, if you lose this game, you're still in the college football playoff. So while it would suck, you're still there. Like, you're you're, you're still right there. Uh, this team could beat you a lot of the same ways Alabama can on the ground. But as we've said a million times, you've listened to this show, can't run against Tennessee. The difference is Alabama has Bryce Young, and that guy was on fire that game. To keep yes, he was. Bennett's going to have to air it out. They can protect him. Georgia's line, while we are great at getting havoc and getting to the quarterback, they've only given up seven sacks. I, I just the the what I kept saying about the Kent State earlier. Y'all remember that Auburn Missouri game? We were we were texting about it. Went into overtime that same weekend. I was watching on a different TV. Was Georgia Kent State, and they play Kent State plays the same type of offense that Tennessee plays. And they scored 22 on them. And we don't even have to try to compare the athletes on these two teams. No. Riley, I know you like some trends. So over the last five decades, there have been 10 games of one versus two in the AP poll with a spread of more than a touchdown. The underdog is eight and two against the spread and winner of six of them outright. Ooh, Give me I the love, balls. 
I love I love that trend. So I'm loving my pick of UT even better. Wow. All right. Game number two. It's uh both of these teams are on the bowl game bubble, is what I'll call it. AM has lost four straight after starting the season, the top six team in the freaking nation. Blake, do you want to predict another firing right here out of AM? Man, I you know, everybody keeps talking about that. I just don't think that Texas A&M can afford to do it. I mean, he has got them just absolutely by the balls, as we would because say. Because of recruiting? <laughs> I mean, so he, it's the his opposite con- of his contract. Dan Mullen. It's his contract. Con- his contract. I mean. They owe him like $87 I, Look, I've already talked to, to Newberry about this once already. I think you are going to see the most explosive and active transfer portal after this year with this texas a&m recruiting class that's already got there i think they don't like what they're seeing there at texas a&m and you could have some decommits and you can have some some guys entering the transfer portal and leaving going to other places which could make a huge difference to teams like florida who really need some players uh so but with this game kyle field tough place to play um Florida's struggling this year. I still don't know about Billy Napier in this system. Anthony Richardson, bless his heart. That's all I can say. Uh, but I'm going with Texas A&M here. Bradley, I know that Gators dismissed Britton Cox. He's the guy that gets all their pressures, but I don't really think it matters. The locker room seemed like they hated him from what I was looking. And you said that A&M's lost three. Or, the A&M has to win three of their last four to make a bowl yeah. game. Think about it. I mean, that's in crazy. The Aggies have beat two FBS teams this year. One of those was against a bad Miami team where Miami outgained them by 145 yards. And the other was by Arkansas where the Razorbacks missed a game-winning field goal. That is it. That is their two wins. I almost picked this game as my best bet, as my underdog pick, because Florida is going to run, run, and run some more. Miami averages 2.9 yards per run against everybody but Texas A&M. When they played Texas A&M, it was five. Florida leads all of college football with 6.1 yards per rush. I know it's in College Station, but the Florida Gators fought harder in a much more difficult environment in Knoxville. Gators win. Gators freaking roll. Dang. Dang. I like it. I like like the energy. I like the positive. Just just A&M just stupid. They're so bad. They're so bad. I know. This is, it's a horrible (laughs) game to have to pick quite honestly. Well, (laughs) let me tell you something here. The uh, number four offense in the SEC is owned by the Florida Gators, surprisingly, in my research, only behind UT, Georgia, and Alabama. A lot of that comes from the run. It has to, because Anthony Richardson, we've said many times, is not going to sit back in a pocket, Uh -uh. move around in a pocket, Uh -uh. and find his read his progressions. That's just not happening, man. It's a one read and get the hell out of there is what Anthony Richardson does. Yep. And then he either runs or he throws it away or he throws a check down. I mean, he's not going. He's not a pocket passer, man. It's not going to happen. But they own the number four offense in the SEC. Here's what I don't like. The Florida Gators allow 30 points per game. They are number 130 in the nation on third down defense. They're going to screw it up, folks. They're going to do something (laughs) stupid. They might grab a shoe. They might get a personal foul when it's supposed to be fourth and 40. I'm going A&M 30 to 24 and cover. Wow. 
I don't trust. I didn't see that one coming. I already had it written down here. (laughs) Come on, I can't convince you on your own team. How is Parker the only floor person? What the what? Yeah, well, I can I can see twenty four, twenty three, and they freaking blow it at the end. Blew it. Hey, let's talk about that offensive juggernaut in the B one G Iowa. Uh, I mean, that that team woke up in a big way. Iowa's fun and gun offense, almost 400 yards, 33 points. What can Purdue do to stop the O-train? Gentlemen, the rapture is coming because (laughs) I am the only one to pick the Gators, and the Iowa offense scored 33 points last week. I just assumed. I literally saw the score. I did not watch this game. I saw the score, and I was just like, oh, well, their defense had four touchdowns. And I, I picked it up. But I'll tell you why they did this. Because Northwestern is absolutely just – they're dreadful. They're absolutely dreadful. Um, I, I just – yeah, I just could not believe they put this many points up. I was just absolutely bewildered. Yeah, I think that's flash in the pan. Flash in the pan here. Okay. Um not really worried about this game. I'm tired of Iowa. I wish they would go away. Only only play in the intramural leagues, Purdue, in this one easily. Is it Purdue minus three and a half? It is. All right. So I, I wrote down quarterback Aiden O'Connell will throw the ball 30 to 40 times, and you know he's going to throw a pick or two, man. This game's going to be low scoring, close. Someone's going to win 23-21. I don't know which team it is, but that's good enough for me to take Iowa in the points. <laughs> Bradley, I mean, you're right. As far as Purdue, they do like to pass the ball. They pass it almost 60% of the time, and good luck with that because Iowa's got the number one rated pass defense in the country. Yeah, Breeze, preach. Not only that, but Purdue, in the second, Purdue you can't run against them. Uh, so you're going to have to pass the ball. So good luck with that, Iowa. But <laughs> Purdue's secondary is almost as bad as Northwestern's. So, you know, I think Iowa Iowa's gets back. Fire. They're rolling there. Here we I, go. I think you say a pick or two. I'm taking Iowa for three interceptions on wow. this one. Yeah. Wow. And I think the short field, man. Petra scores. He looks good. Iowa. I, man, win it up. Iowa. Win it up. Win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I take the points, but. 35 points on 200 yards. That's it could absolutely happen. <laughs> <laughs> right, Defense scores three times. Our ACC matchup, man, it's just it's just two teams that seem like they're right there. Neither one of them are really going to bust the bubble and break through to a college playoff spot, I don't think, because Wake Forest totally laid an egg in Louisville last week. Yep. Our man, our boy, the one that I've been hyping up all year, Hartman throws three picks. It looks awful in Louisville. Um, gosh, one of these teams, though, is they're they're going to win and they're going to be in position yeah. to maybe, maybe make some postseason noise. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we were really high on NC State. I know in the pre – at least I was. I was very high. They were my dark horse in the ACC. Um but you're right. It's just they kind of they're kind of just right there, and they just can't quite get over the hump. And Wake Forest seems to kind of be suffering the same uh, as well. So, but I know that uh, they got what, what is it? Wake minus three right now. Yeah, another three and a half. Of yeah, them. they're so NC State's a home dog. Yeah, uh, I think that, I think that they're going to take that as an insult. And they're going to come out victorious here. I'm going NC State, baby. I'm Bradley. still sticking with them. 
Bradley, you said laid an egg. That is the understatement yes. of the year because they turned yeah. the ball over eight times and six of them in the third quarter. Yuck. I mean, but I look at the other side. NC State has been luckier than anyone in the country. If you look at post-game win expectancy, they have six wins. They should have three. And, like, I don't think we can – I was high on two, but they lost their quarterback. Leary went down. Their backup, Chambers, came in, and he is absolutely garbage. He could play for Texas A&M. <laughs> I mean, but they brought that – they brought a true freshman in, MJ Morris, and he looked really, really good, which makes it difficult to project in this game. I will say NC State has the same defensive coordinator for the last three years and struggles – with the Demon Deacons, they've given up 124 points in just three years. Sam Hartman can have a big day, but I think this Morris kid's legit. I watch a lot of this game, and I think he shows up, man. Give me NC State and the points. Um, Let's yeah, go, Wolfpack. Let's go. <laughs> well, that makes three of us because I wrote <clears throat> down NC State's pass defense is strong this year. They're the best in the ACC. They're a, one of only three teams that have allowed less than 10 touchdown passes for the season. Mm-hmm. They're second best at getting interceptions. Mm-hmm. Hartman, I think the interception bug may be following you, son. Uh-oh. I'm taking the points in NC State as well. There you go. I believe this game, by the way, y'all, has been pay- played consecutively for 115 years. Oh, like 115. Wow. I like the little nuggets. Yeah. Best bet time. I'm going to start because we've already talked about this team in my best bet. I'm looking at you, Northwestern. Oh, Northwestern. You may you, don't write anything. Okay. Yet. Okay. Don't, okay. You know, don't, I like don't to waste, swerve. Don't waste. I know he's going, he's, you know he's like deking me. He's deking Northwestern. Me. You are one in seven. Your only win came in Dublin, Ireland. And guess what? You're not in Dublin, Ireland. You're going to get rolled by Ohio State. Give me Ohio State minus 38. Wow. Hey, they could be a little angry about that uh, not being first after the college football. 42 to nothing at halftime. I'm going to have to look at the first half line, and I may put some cash on it. Oh, God. I know he is. If he's talking about it now, he's probably already done it. No. Parker, what do you see? You're, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, Bradley's going to absolutely hate this one so much. <laughs> but last last it. time, Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers, was, we saw him, was terrible in the second half. He only put up three points. He's been very boomer bust this year. It's all about predicting when he'll boom. I mentioned it with postgame win expectancy. If you do it with Texas, if you look at it, they should be undefeated. Texas is coming off a bye week. Kansas State is coming off a thrashing of the frauds in Stillwater, literally the biggest win of a top-10 team in the history of college football. I don't know who is playing a quarterback for Kansas State. It's really as simple as this. Kansas State's really good at running the ball and bad at defending the run. Texas can run it down your throat, and Kansas State can't stop it. On top of that, yours is going to be by far the superior quarterback. I don't care who plays for Kansas State. Texas minus two and a half to demolish K-State. Texas minus two and a half versus K-State. Got it. Nice. It's underdog time. No, 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 no. I no. haven't given my best bet no, yet. I haven't given my best bet I already know what your yet. best bet is. You <laughs> said your best bet was Jimbo Fisher getting fired this week. No, I, I didn't say that. That was not Jeez. officially said. That was not officially said. But I'll tell you what was officially said, which was it is now official, boys. Uh-oh. The University of Tennessee is officially – the University of Kentucky's daddy. We sent them pussycats all the way back up to Lexington. 
We sent Will Levis's ass back crying. We told him to get get a case of mayo and a pot of coffee going up there in Lexington, waiting for him. And let me tell you, man, I don't want to hear any more about this Will Levis shit. I don't want to hear any more about Kentucky being worth a flying, you know what? It was a nightmare in Nayland, and that is for sure. I've got the nightmare continuing for Kentucky into this week. They are underdogs, home. No, they're not home. I think they're actually road dogs against Missouri of all teams. Missouri's a lock, folks. Take them. Missouri's surprisingly been good this year, and they have a top five run defense. So good luck to Chris Rodriguez. Yep. Mm. Now we can do dogs. For sure, you would take Kentucky. Whatever. <laughs> Go Under, away, Will Levis. Underdog, I'm going to piggyback off of Parker a little bit. <laughs> piggybacking off of me. I'm going. No, I had it. I had it. <laughs> I'm going Kansas State in the upset victory over Texas. <sighs> Rebounded after a 38-28 loss to TCU with a 48-0 victory over Oklahoma State. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers had three interceptions against Oklahoma State. He owns the 10th highest turnover-worthy plays in the nation, and he will turn the ball over in an inopportune time. Kansas State runs it to win. It's over. Kansas State. All right. I like I'm we gonna, don't talk about these beforehand. Yeah, we come up with <laughs> I know it's great. Uh I'm looking up at the uh Syracuse Pitt game here. Right now, Pitt is favored by four. It's it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, but I'm going against my preseason pick. In the preseason, I said that they would win their work for what first six games and then they wouldn't win any more games. Well, I'm gonna go against that. I think they're going to pull the upset this weekend against Pitt. I know why. Because you like orange. Go big orange. I'm in an orange kind of mood this year, folks. <laughs> Everything orange. Uh, oh, God, I hate myself for this. I was initially <laughs> go, going to go Kansas to outright beat Oklahoma State. but Because uh, I, I start these on Wednesday. and then I, But I, at that time, Kansas was catching four points. But now they're favored. Oh. So we had, to, we had to pull a little – change here and i'm putting my six week underdog winning streak on a big time line so i'm going to oh pivot to the team with the hardest schedule in the country they play georgia old miss alabama wake forest still have florida kentucky tennessee right now vandy has lost 25 straight sec games no no vandy could have beat an improved missouri team the vandy's coming off a of bye Vandy has thrown 15 touchdowns and two no. interceptions. South Carolina has thrown seven touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Vandy <laughs> lost by this team no. one last year He's during a field goal. South Carolina scores on the gold goal. Take out some of their massive opponents, and Vandy actually hasn't been bad on the ground before the season. No. Vandy no. was picked to win one and a half games in, in, in no. Vegas. Listen, <laughs> Vanderbilt, I picked you to win four. No. <laughs> You've won three games. I'm calling for three turnovers from Spencer Rattler, two interceptions, a strip sack. The streak ends at 25. Vandy gets it. Anchor down. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. What did I just hear? Vandy. I can't believe I'm writing down Vandy <laughs> and an underdog. What is their little here. symbol they do? The, I don't know. I don't know. What is it's been so long. Uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows. Whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Well. 
That'd be awesome. I'd be cool. Oh my Parker might make some money this weekend. Hope everyone <laughs> had fun with the listening to our college shenanigans. Absolutely. Guys down in the comments, tell you, tell us what you think about those college picks there. Uh, tell us if you think, if you agree with me when I say UT is Kentucky's daddy. And is Parker crazy being the only one to pick Florida? Yeah. And I don't want to hear any more from you UK fans out there. I mean, good <laughs> God almighty. Let's go Gators and Commodore. Enjoy your spam and mayo. We're going to the NFL pick six. Man, today's edition of the NFL pick six takes us to Sunday night football, NBC and Peacock. The Tennessee Titans make a trip to the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs coming off a bye. Boy, but the Titans... The Chiefs don't forget. They have not forgotten that 27-3 to beatdown that the Titans gave them last year. And actually, Blake, the Quite Tennessee the Titans have won five of the last six matchups in this series. Does that trend continue? Let me tell you, um, I've, I think this game could come down to more of who's going to be playing quarterback for us. You know, Tannehill's kind of still up in the air right, in the air right now. Uh, what I saw from Malik last week, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I mean, it wasn't good. Uh, did he shake the cobwebs loose? If he has to go in, I don't know. Uh, I'll just put it to you this way: Tannehill plays. I think we could, you know, at least keep it close and maybe have a chance to to pull something out in the end. Malik plays. I don't know if we really have a chance and we might not cover the spread, Um, but 12 and a half. That's a really big number. I know the Titans are struggling in certain areas, uh, but I still think that's too big of a number. I'm going Tennessee in the points. The line in Vegas tells us that Malik is playing. I I don't know that to be true, but it it, with Tandy Hill, it's around a 10 point win. So that that's where we're seeing why it's up a little higher. Bradley, I got some got some fun ones for you. you. Say it's coming off of a bye. Mm. With 13 days rest or more, Andy Reid is 21 and 12 against the spread. Mm. The Chiefs score a touchdown on 38% of their drives. That's the best in the NFL. The average is 21%. However, Vrabel is 2 and 0 against the Chiefs both times as a heavy underdog. 2 and 0 straight up. Largest underdog for the Titans under Mike Vrabel previously was 10. He did that three times at 10, won two of those straight up. He's just a different coach, man. If you listen to national guys, his Chiefs team is invincible. Dude, they lost to the Colts. Like they can get they can be beat. Both of these teams are five and two. But man, I I almost don't want to see Tannehill. I was listening to a former doctor that on the sidelines. He said the type of injury Tannehill has should keep him sideline for four weeks. The guy's what what, what is it that they officially said it was wrong with him? They haven't said anything, but they what what he says it looks like a high ankle sprain. Yeah, and there's varying degrees of that. I mean, you see what it's done to Cedric Tillman. So, yeah, I mean, younger, yeah. a much younger athlete. <laughs> yeah, both both of these teams are uh, what tied for second in the AFC behind Buffalo. Yeah, uh, uh, t- may, I mean, may, yeah, it may just be too much to expect a Tennessee Titans win, but. <laughs> Give me the points. Uh, that was. I'm mean, taking man. the Tennessee Titans in the twelve. I don't know if they'll win, but that number just seems a little crazy to me. I think. Uh, I think Big Jeff could eat. He, he could can make some problems happen right here with uh, Mahomes. What I want to see from the Titans' defense is 
that gap integrity. Don't let Mahomes break out the back door and pick up a third and nine with his legs. <laughs> back door. I mean, I'm just saying, if you have everything covered up in the secondary, then whoops, here comes Mahomes. That's going to be a backbreaker. Yeah. I, I, Titans cover. I, I don't, agree with you. I don't know that they win, though. Titans pass protection is bottom 10. The Chiefs pass rush is top 10. But I haven't heard many people mention the Chiefs' best pass rusher is out with the suspension. This game and the next game, which I believe is your game, Bradley, next week. And you mentioned it. How you beat the Chiefs is getting pressure on Mahomes without blitzing. And the Titans did do this. They did it last year, and they only blitzed one time. The interior line is good. So if Big Jeff wants to eat, they have to stun him, get him outside. This could be a Bud Dupree game, although he missed practice today for an illness. For the Titans to win the game, the defensive line has to be dominant. Simple as that. Just like it was against the Rams last year, but Bradley, you said it. The Titans held this Chiefs team to three points last year with Tyreek Hill. It's too many points. It's got backdoor written all over it. It could be 21 to nothing if they can still cover this game. What yep. kind of momentum do you think this gives Tennessee if they are able to back get a just a, a sneaky little win here? Oh, God, if they get a win. Man, to talk about some momentum. Yeah, I trust it would, your, coach, it, your, tri- your coach can do it. He did it yeah, all last year. Every time we doubted him. Every time I mean, that it, you went on the road last year and we were like, oh, God, well, this is the game they lose. I no, mean, yeah, these no, are the, these no. are the kinds of games that they win when everybody's like, oh, we're about to get our ass kicked. Yeah, I mean, you, what was it, up to New England? Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. No. Yep. I mean, it's Baltimore. Yeah. Just never happened. Every time we said they're going to lose, it never happened last year. Parker. No, it does. Like, when it's this many points, y'all are just going to hear me say it every time. Like give me Vrabel. Like just give me give me mm-hmm. what I think is one of the better coaches. Yep. Well, our next game is we're not talking about good coaches here. We're not talking about <laughs> good quarterbacks here. We're not talking about good wide receiver play here. We're not even talking about good defense here. But we we've got to somehow pick the Raiders at the Jags right now. The Raiders are hovering about one and a half point favorite on the road. The Raiders decided to stay in Florida all week. I mean, that's going to go one of two ways, Parker. Either they're going to, either they're going to be more ready and focused for the game, or some of them may have been grumpy all week, man. Like, man, why can't I go home? Updating the line, it is officially at two at the moment. What's that? I, Las Vegas two. Okay. I, I mean, I have kind of what you said. I expect the Raiders to do one of two things: they're going, they're going to roll, or they're going to lay down and die. I mean, like literally, that that's what's going to happen. But fading the Jags for me since week three has been good to my picks. But last week, just to put a bow on how bad the Jags were, or not Jags, how bad the Raiders were, I will say, though, it has come out that the flu or stomach bug or something was rampant through their mm. locker room. So for whatever that's worth. But, y'all, it was so bad last week. You know how many snaps Derek Carr took on the other side of the 50? I'll just do the math for you real quick. It's zero plus zero. <laughs> it's zero. It's just – they were awful. I just, man, that that was just, it was a horrendous. I forgot the game was on. I was watching Red Zone. There was no updates with it. There was nothing to say. I mean, it was yeah. a big goose egg yeah. for the Raiders. What about Jacksonville, though? I mean, are, are we seeing any progression here? Is Trevor, is he going to step up at some point and just say, guys, here we go, follow me? Or, or is he doing that, and I'm just not um, seeing it? May I, I guess there's some good news coming in 2023. They traded for Calvin Ridley this week. 
But he yeah. he can't play this year. Um, yeah, well, because he put a couple of dollars on the Falcons. I, and I don't nice. know what to think about that trade. I, I mean, I don't know if I hate it. Or, I go back and forth on that. I mean, you really nothing. I mean, it's, it could be a it could be a it's a fifth and a potential two. It's a so it's not nothing. That, it's a sixth that could turn into a fifth that could turn into a fourth that could turn into a third or second. I mean, to a second, you know, it's a fifth. Be, there's like five that's what I'm saying. If he's even on the team next year, it's a fifth. A sixth is if he gets cut today. Fifth if he's on the team. The, final, the next year, second is if he the following year they get a second if they sign him to a contract. And he doesn't have that much left. So, so it, it's either like okay, we cut him and it was worthless, or we're gonna have to give him this track. I'm just saying it's a guy that hasn't played for two years. I got suspended for gambling on football. Like it's just not the best thing. And I I loved it, man. I thought he was a top five wide receiver. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Trevor. I, I sat here and broke it down last week and said he throws interceptions on the final drive. He threw an interception on the final drive. Raiders are 0-4 straight up, though, this this year on the road. They've lost five in a row on the road going back to last season. Only nine times in NFL history has a team returned from Europe without a bye week. Every single one of those times, the team was either tied or trailing in the fourth quarter the following week, and we know what I think Trevor's going to do when it's close. Well, I'll tell you <laughs> in just a second after you give your pick. <clears throat> I look for two things that happened in this. Again, there was a closed door meeting after that Raiders game between the head coach and the owner. It's the second time that's happened this year. Man, just they can't be that bad again. Just I'm going to side with the better talent. Give me De- Devontae Adams in a get right game. I- I'll have more on him later, but just give me the Raiders. I, I don't I have to take that. Yep. And I will too. Side with the better I, talent. I will three. I will, by the way, I will side with Parker. I don't know what you're about to say. I've got Vegas going here. All right. Um, well, I agree with Parker. It's a, when it's in question, always go with the better talent. That's why I'm going Jacksonville here. Oh, geez. Jacksonville Christ. has the better quarterback. Jacksonville 100% has the betting running back. Travis Etienne is white hot. I know. Hey, kudos to you, Mr. Josh Jacobs, but. <clears throat> ever since the trade it's just opened up the ability for him to play as an every down back and he's worth every penny of it on his rookie contract he can run it he can catch it he averages almost eight yards per carry it's it's gonna be a long day newbie i'm talking to you it's gonna be a long day for the raiders this is the game that trevor lawrence is coming out oh geez. because listen i mean they are oh and six oh and six in one score games you know how many games they've lost this year? Six. Six. They're two and zero oh in blowouts, and ooh, this just so happens to smell like a blowout. I'm going twenty-seven to seven. That's a that's Jackson. A, that is a bold statement. That sir. that zero oh and six tells me more about the, the the quarterback. And the thing about the ETN, you're right, man. But that's what makes it worse. Like I sat here and said last week, they were Denver's going to stop the run game, and Trevor was going to have to beat them. ETN had one of the best games of the year, the most efficient game of the year, and they still couldn't beat him. Hey, you know why? They stopped running the ball. <laughs> so, so, so look at you, play caller, head coach. He's got to he's got to grow up with. He has to grow up with Trevor as much as Trevor has to grow. How up much in the growing? NFL. How much more growing are we going to sit back and say that? Is okay for Trevor to have to go oh, through before he, he's before, than before Hooker is. is well, I mean, we're not talking about him Hooker though. <laughs> he's right playing, now we're talking about a guy that's been in the NFL. Trevor years. Lawrence is playing in his senior year in college. It just so happens to be his second year in the NFL. How much more? How much more room do you get him? Give him to run? 
I mean, he gets at least one more uh, for sure next year, and then uh, then you're looking at year four when okay. decisions okay. have to be made. Okay. okay, wait, wait, wait. If you want to give him time, what about Zach Wilson? What do we think about him? He's played not even half the games Trevor Lawrence has played. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Are, we out on Are you Zach ready to cut him too? Because I haven't said yeah, that. Yeah, I am. He's awful. Yeah. Okay. He's not a very good pass. But what I'm saying is, is the Jags lose out and they have the number one overall no, pick. No, CJ no. CJ Stroud is available. No, no, no. You know, do you take? Oh, better yet, Will Levis. Well, if <laughs> that happens. That- would be great if that happens <laughs> that would be awesome if mayo boy down there if, in jacksonville if, if the jags get the number one pick for willie un- duval unprecedented third year in a row we will have a dds special where i will be hosting a bonfire <laughs> throwing Jacksonville Jaguar yeah. paraphernalia. Come on, let's go Raiders. Burn. I totally, I totally just Googled where Chiquita and Hellman's uh, headquarters were just praying it was in Jacksonville, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got two Raiders and a Jags. Uh, the next game is Willie Duval. What do we got here? Hashtag we, Willie Duval. We got the, the slumping. To say it lightly, the light, lightly, I've the Rams all messed up. The Rams coming to uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. I, I don't know what to make of this Rams team, man. I mean, the Super Bowl champs can't get a victory. Is it Stafford? I don't. Is it coaching? I don't know. Is it their defense? Jalen Ramsey would say no. But what is? It? I don't. Cooper know. Cup might be hurt. I don't know. Honestly, both these teams are kind of a wreck right now. I, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at. Tom Brady is a mess at the moment, personally. Who knows where his head is? Uh, I mean, uh, it's really a tough one for me to call. Um, But I think at the end, I go with the home team here. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Bradley, that's what the problem is. I think it's it's staring us in the face, man. I think it's the offensive line. They have the worst offensive line in the league, and it's the defensive line. They've got one guy there, and Donald, he gets triple teamed. I don't know how anybody else can't get pressure. Those are the two. That is it. Like, that offensive line is horrendous. And Blake's right. You're picking between two broken teams, but the problem is one of those broken teams has the weapons on the team to get it done. The key, though, is to keeping Brady clean. He has been awful under pressure. 40% pass completion, zero touchdown, and three big-time throws. When he has kept clean, 70% pass completion and nine touchdowns, like I just said, the Rams have one guy on that line that beats his guy by more than 14%. One. And the Bucks are coming off a mini bye week. You said it again, Cooper Cup. I don't know if he's healthy. Give me the Bucks. I think they're just in the Rams right here. Is this three and a half as well? Tampa. Uh, let me see. Let me uh, I can tell you. Well, uh, looking, looking, looking. Lots of scrolling, lots of scrolling. It's three. There you go. It's yeah, it's three. Three. Still three. All right. So my rule of thumb is when in doubt, <clears throat> take the points. So yeah, maybe the play. Try to make an argument of why I want to take the points because I don't trust either one of these teams, to be honest with you. I say hold on to your money, but because of show purposes, I've got to make a pick. So I'm I'm gonna take the three points and uh you know, if 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 cup plays, then it's a bonus. Uh, Cam Akers is back practicing this week, but I don't know what the hell that means. They've got five (laughs) running backs backlogged back there. There's a name I want to throw out there, a little uh, 
waiver wire pickup that he will not be starting in my lineup this week. But Ben Skoranek, look for his props because I'll be looking on Sunday for some receptions and some yardage props for old Ben Skoranek. Okay. And the Rams cover. Yeah. Spread. <clears throat> you know, touchdowns a couple of weeks ago. Van Jefferson's coming back in this game also. I mean, I think the argument is that I think McVay pretty much owns Tampa Bay, but man, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's, I would not. If we weren't having to pick this game, I would not be picking this game. No. So Have what, any of the teams that we talked about so far done well with trading at all in the trade deadline? Picking it, picking I mean, I mean, we got Calvin. Moves. I know Titans Calvin Ridley. Hey, uh, we, Calvin, got, we got Tony. Kadarius Tony went to the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, well, we were about to talk about one. All right, we'll do yeah, it. Let's keep that in mind. Sunday night football, Ravens. No, it's not Sunday night. Hell, the Titans and Chiefs are Sunday night. But we're looking at Ravens, Saints. Lamar versus, oh, I don't know. They got, what, two quarterbacks and a running back yeah, down there? Yeah, I don't know. New Orleans? Yeah, who knows? And just give it to Kamara because that guy beats my fantasy ass every time. (laughs) Taysom Hill. Kamara, and somehow I get matched up with Parker every time Derrick Henry is playing the Texans somehow. (laughs) Hey, dude, he is just a – he doesn't – they don't need to do anything. That's why I don't know about Malik. Like, but they didn't pass the ball. Like, I don't – he wasn't – Oh, I need to talk Dude, to the I could have been quarterback of our league and be like, schedule me away from Parker on Titans Texans Day. <laughs> it's Maybe weird. I, I have to commissioner. I don't know. I feel like I paid an extra 20 bucks for that to happen. <laughs> <sighs> he says I want my money back. But, Do you see man, any trends in this game? Anything noteworthy? There's one. The Ravens have led every single game they've played in by at least 10 points. Okay. Um, led, and I like Yeah, they played that's right. There is a but. They 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 obviously have given those up, and two of them have been by 17 points they've led by. But you mentioned trades, and I do like their trade for Ro- Roquan Smith. He just feels like a Baltimore type of guy. And I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but it was yesterday or the day before, they activated David Ajabo, who was would have been that first-round pick, remember, but he hurt himself right before the combine. That guy's getting ready to come back. They also have uh, Tyus Bowser set to come back. They're not playing this week, but, man, this Ravens defense, watch out. It is going to get sneaky in the week to come. Yeah, I'm I'm with Parker there. He's pretty much, you know, it's hard to go after Parker talks, you know, but uh, he pretty much said everything there. I'm going Baltimore over to New Orleans here. Yay, I'm the only one again, just like in the Rams pick. <laughs> wait, uh, hey, wait, 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 wait. I haven't picked yet. Oh, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Yeah. Wait, wait. Bre- I said Bradley, everything yeah. he said, and I'm picking Baltimore. Mm. Yeah, but then I've got a big butt coming. <laughs> All right. Let's see your butt. Go ahead. You know what it was? I wrote it down. Yeah. But Blake wrote it down. I want him to have to race it. No, the Saints are very different at home. Andy Dalton has actually been really good. I know earlier in the year he threw three interceptions and two pick sixes in the same game. I'm going to sit here and tell you two of those were not his fault off receivers' hands into somebody else's. On top of Dalton, they found Olave, who is already probably a top 15 wide receiver. You mentioned Kamara. He looks like Kamara again. Give me the Saints in a rare time that they're underdogs at home. There it is. Blake's been writing down picks prematurely all Golly. night. I feel like, see, this is this is, this is is the drama here. I know. Show. We know how to build a Parker dark. just drags you along. <laughs> butt down. Says, but. 
That's what happens. That's why I got all these scribbles. And I want to apologize. I kind of butchered the uh, the opening of this game. Ravens at Saints, Monday night football, ESPN, your ESPN app streaming all night Monday. For those that don't care about football, jump on over to Monday Night Raw on USA. But I'm going Saints at home. Uh, I think it'll be a field goal game here, something like a 23-20. Uh, I like the Ravens, man. I, I, I've always, in the last two years that we've been doing the show, I, I predicted them to do big things in the postseason. Yep. But it, it hurts me to not pick them. But something about the crowd, something about a healthy Kamara, something about this silly Taysom Hill business. I think it's. I think it adds up too much. And Lamar may just throw a pick like we've seen this year too in an inopportune time. I'm thinking Saints. Okay. Okay. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't even put it down. All the injuries for, for on them for them on offense, like you know, tight end may not play. They have a tight uh, wide receiver out for the year, so likely, likely be catching some ball. Sure, he looks I good. Ain't I ain't in. No, uh, let's see. What do we got here? Do we want to go to a best bet? Yep. Anybody identify? I mean, we know we'll get to Prop Parker in just a minute. Yeah, we'll save Prop Parker here. I'm going 100% on my fantasy points here. Ooh. I'm picking Minnesota over the commies. A uh, lot of lot of negative pub down there in the Washington D.C. area right now. Uh, it's a great time to go down there and whip some commie ass. Prop Parker, you're up. <laughs> I'd, all right, this is not Bradley. Before you think of this, it is not a fate of the Jags. Okay, this is a after that Raiders game when the owner Davis pulled McDaniel's into a room. I have a feeling I was a fly on that wall, and I know what he said. Okay, he said, Look, we gave a first, a second, mm -hmm. numerous draft picks, mm -hmm. and we paid Devonte Adams twenty-five million dollars a year, and you threw him the ball. I need you to throw it to him at least 12 times. His over-under is six and a half receptions. I really think he hits 10. Give me the over. It's, they're just going to pepper him. There's just no way they don't. All right, so who – so what – over 10? No, over, no six? Over, over six and a half. Devontae Adams over six and a half. I'm just saying I think it gets to 10. I, I just – they are going – they have to. They they After that performance, they've got to say, let's get back to basics. Let's get it to our best players, and we're paying this guy. Get him the ball. Got it. I'm going to go with a prop since I, I won a prop bet last week with Evan Ingram. It yep. started early and often with Ingram catching that uh, beautifully thrown ball by Trevor Lawrence in the corner of the end zone there. Uh, this week I'm going to Travis Etienne, and I'm going to piggyback off of New Orleans not knowing how to cover the running back out of the backfield. Uh, Etienne will be able to run the ball with a nice clip. He'll be able to catch the ball at a nice clip. So I'm looking at the rush plus receiving yards over 103 and a half. Rush. Yeah, what was the number? Receiving. What was the number? 103 and a half. 103.5. Just total, 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 yards. total yards. Yep, yep. Got it. That's that my was, best. That bet. was that was a very odd way of saying total yards. But I just that's, that's what it says on yeah, the yeah, That's I what know. it says on me. I know. I don't blame him. It, it's it sounds like yeah. something generated by Dark. an app. Totally. <clears throat> uh, underdog, where we got to pick a team to win outright that is not supposed to win. Doggy dog time. Rough, oh, rough. No. Mm, mm. I got another animal here. Okay. Some, oh. With some wings. Okay. A little dirty bird. Wait, Down in the ATL. 
They're going to take down the Chargers this week. Can you believe They're that? home dogs. Can you believe the Panthers kicker? Come on. Who got me 13 points that week? Koo. Yeah, he did. Koo. Zero. Let's go. Mm. Dirty Birds. Atlanta. They could run it all over them. Yeah. Dude, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with a team that is happy to hear that their owner is out the door. I'm going the Washington Commanders straight up beat the fraudulent Vikings this week at home. Whatever. Whatever. Hey, there is something to be said that it's there's bad news in Washington, but it's not. They all hate them. Everybody hates that guy. <laughs> like, but I'm going to go with like my college win, probably a stupid pick. But I'm going to go with the quarterback with the strongest arm in the league. P.J. Walker's touchdown pass to D.J. Moore had an air different distance of 67.6 yards. That is the longest air distance completion in the next-gen stats era. J.C. Horn will shut down Higgins. Horn has only allowed 50 yards, actually less than 50 yards, all year. This Bengal team is different without Chase. Brian Burns, they did not trade him to the Rams for a reason because this struggling O-line against of, of the Bengals is just going to get destroyed by him. I'm Dude. talking strip, fumble, sack. Panthers win by more than seven-point dog. I believe it. And and just this week. That was the I, other one I, on my list, too. Just this week, I, I'm, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, <clears throat> and I am benching Joe Burrow in fantasy football and Trevor Lawrence. Gets the start for my fantasy football team this week against one of the worst defenses in the NFL and the Raiders. Brandon, I'm sorry they have to take advantage of your team, but they're going to do it 27 to 7. Parker says we'll see about that. Well, it's probably smart. I mean, they're going to be down by 30 points. They're going to be passing Whoa. the ball. <laughs> that's a show that's a show guys thanks for joining us here on friday night again for another episode of dds sports talk go ahead while we got your attention hit that like and subscribe button on the way out follow us on all of our social media facebook instagram tiktok and twitter at dds sports talk you can download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform gentlemen final thoughts i've got one guys that is not sports related but it just really bothered me today we have a lot of things wrong in our world wars famine you name it we have it but the reason for these things is because of people let me demonstrate like i sent you a pic earlier i don't know if you can pull it up Mm. this is from the grocery store earlier today these people have full buggies in the (laughs) self-checkout And before you ask me, oh, well, they all, the other regular ones were close. No, there were three other open and two of them had zero people in them. I had three items. had to go stand in the stupid line, wait for it to go down the aisle because of these inconsiderate people. If you have more items that will fit in your three or four assigned checkout bags in that little spot, or if you're over the age of 75, you're not allowed to use these lines. (laughs) <laughs> These types of people are where bad things exist. It's God punishing humanity. Use some common sense. If you have a bunch of crap, go to a normal aisle. That is all. I had to get off my chest. Wow. Just another bomb for the road there. Good Lord Almighty. 
So I already hinted at um, I will not be watching college football at 11 a.m., but however, this is what I'll be doing. I'd encourage others to join me. WWE has a premium live event tomorrow on Saturday. It is WWE Crown Jewel live from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, featuring the Universal Champion Roman Reigns versus social media star turned (laughs) WWE superstar Logan Paul and Bray Wyatt. Brings his mystery over to Saudi Arabia. Join me in some WWE wrestling live event. Crown Jewel. Good God Almighty. That was a mouthful. A lot of energy behind that. Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, Elon Musk has purchased, has officially finalized his purchase of Twitter. A lot of weird stuff going on over there. I'm sure you guys follow us out there on Twitter. But hey, all of our picks, we're going to have them on TikTok. We're going to have shorts on YouTube. Comment down there below on all those uh, videos and on the TikToks as well. Let us know what you think about all of them. But, guys, let's keep it weird this weekend. Let's pick some underdogs. Let's get some best bets in. Other than that, let's make some money this weekend. Two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well. (laughs) 